Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. As I think about my God, oh, how he loves us, oh. Come on, y'all. Oh, how he loves us. Good morning. Loves us, oh. Good morning. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace. My God. Thank you for transforming us. Thank you for going before us. Thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We thank you no demon, no devil in hell shall come near our dwelling all because of you, because of the blood. We thank you. We bless you. We honor you, Father God. Lord God, please forgive us for anything that we may have in our heart that's towards someone else. Today, we want to start with a clean slate. We want to start with a clean slate this Lord morning, Lord God. So forgive us for anything we may have in our hearts towards anybody else. Forgive us, Father God, for, my God, us um, holding something against anyone. Forgive us, Father God, for not walking in your love, my God. Stretch us, Lord God, in your love. Stretch us, Lord God, to do right. <laughs> Stretch us, Lord God, um, to open the eyes of our understanding. Do not let us continue to hide in things that's it and behind things that do not please you. Let, <laughs> let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our heart be acceptable in you. Let our mouths build and not destroy Holy Spirit, hold us accountable. Ooh, come on, y'all. Holy Spirit, hold us accountable. Do you know when you repent? Do you know when you bring those vulnerable places to God? It grows you in your relationship with God. And then guess what happens? You destroy every plan of the enemy, every lie, anything he's trying to tell you, anything he's trying to build up, anything he's trying to do. You just begin to collapse his little plans. And so just ask the Lord this morning, show me anything in my heart that does not line with you. I want to collapse the plans of the enemy. I want to break his deceit, his strongholds over my life. I don't want to walk in a position or a place as if I'm perfect or as if I don't stand in need of anything. No, 
I need the Holy Spirit to hold me accountable this morning. I need him to show me anything in my heart that does not align with the word of God. And can I tell you something? I'm not going to be the victim today. Let me set my cup over here, right? I'm not going to be the victim today. I'm not. I'm not going to blame everybody else. I'm not going to say everybody else is the problem. I'm going to take accountability for Lakeisha today. I'm going to take accountability for myself. It doesn't matter what God is showing me and anybody else. I'm getting ready to fight from a place of victory. And how I fight from a place of victory is by me taking accountability, That by me keeping my heart tender and responsive, by me assuming nothing, by let me letting God do the greater work in me. So we open ourselves up, Father God. For you to do the greater work in us. And we ask, Lord God, that you come in our life. We thank you, Father God, today for daily bread and we receive our daily bread. We thank you, Father God, that we are anxious for nothing. My God, everything in prayer and supplication, my God. We render ourselves useless before you, Lord God. Now hold me accountable, Holy Spirit. You gotta give the you gotta give the Holy Spirit greater permission to do a greater work in you because if you do not, it is so easy to assume we right. It is so easy to assume that we we're not the ones holding offense or we're not the ones that need a greater work done in us. When we act like that, we really have an attitude as if um, we don't need to do any work on the inside of us. Ooh, Jesus. And if we'll be very honest, all of us have a work to do until we go. Can I just be real? If you don't have anything else in you that has to be worked out, that has to be processed out, man, it's time. You ready to go home? <laughs> you ready to go home? Philippians 1 and 6 tells us he'll work on us until the day of completion in Christ Jesus until we go. So if you don't have anything else that you need to you need to work on because sin is ever present. Strife is ever present. Right. We want to always position ourselves to purify our hearts before the Lord so that the Lord can show us the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the only one that's going to show us the things in us that do not align with the word of God. So Father God, we take the scales off our eyes. We unclog our ears. We thank you for a tender, responsive heart that can receive of you, Lord God, so that we can begin to imitate you, Lord God, so that we can begin to walk and to a deeper level of accountability and a deeper relationship with you. We don't want to imitate what we think is like you. Oh my God. We, we don't want to imitate what we think is like you. We don't want to imitate what we saw a lot of times. I'm sorry, I'm having to adjust something. We don't want to imitate what we saw a lot of time was religion. Ooh, my God, if there's anything in me that is religious. My God, that is not being led by the Spirit. Show it to me, pluck it up, and pull it out. A lot of times, there's a lot of the things that have been rooted in us that were really religious things, things that were a part of culture that had absolutely nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Jesus was not a religious person. Woo! He was not. That's not who he was. That's not what he was. That's not what being a follow. That's not what being a follower of Christ is. That is not what being a follower of Christ is. It, and this, the word is very clear to tell us 
They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. This is a spiritual thing, y'all. This is a spiritual thing. This is not... This is not a fleshly thing. And can I be real with you? It's going to cost us something. But what it cost us will be great. What, what the glory that's going to be revealed in us is going to be greater than anything that we have to give up. First Corinthians 2.14, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. This can only be discerned through the Spirit. So we need Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we need you. There are things we still yet have to discern. My God, there are still things we still have to learn of. My God, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord. Somebody say that, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not into thine own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and guess what's going to happen? He will direct our path. And how does he direct our path? He directs our path through his word. So even for those of you that do not get like, I don't understand all the Holy Spirit. I don't understand everything about Holy Spirit. I don't understand. understand." I just love the word of God. Well, guess what? The word of God is what directs you. His word becomes the light and the lamp that you need so that your ways can be established. I just gave you three scriptures, I think in one sentence. His word becomes the light and the lamp that you need so that your ways will be established. And once you commit your life to him, and once you commit your, your ways to him, right, then what his word will begin to do is establish you. Now, let me show you what the word of God is. Last night in ladies Bible study, we were learning how we are a seed in the kingdom. Well, the word of God is a seed in us. And once and once because we have to think about go to the scripture on the, the parable of the soils. Ooh, come on, Holy Spirit. I'm going to let you do this today. Go to the scripture on the parable of the soils, right? Because we've been talking about being being more like God. We've been talking about how to look like God. Well, once we start getting the word inside of us, right? Once we start getting the word inside of us, then he begins to do. Well, many of us, our soil, which is our heart, remember, as a Man, so a man thinks in his heart, is he? Whatever we think is in our heart, whatever our value system is, whatever we believe, those are the things that in our heart. So as a man thinks, is he, right? Well, we think out of our heart. We think out of our heart. Our heart is where we really believe, right? Our, our heart is where we really believe, right? So we, um, um, we, we have to understand that um, <laughs> we, we have to understand the soils of our heart. We begin to understand that our heart is our soil. Can you put that in your notes today? My heart is my soil. Like this is the soil that we need to tend to in our heart. This heart has a soil established with it. Well, sometimes your soil cannot be clean, right? If your soil is not clean, then what I learned last night from the woman of God that gardens, you need to amend the soil. Ooh, my, 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 my. You need to amend the soil. And often you amend the soil by new things being planted. Ooh, can you speak that boldly today? Can you say to me, you know what? I need to amend the soil. My God, I need to amend the soil, right? 
And it is so possible for us to accept some of the truths. See, this is what was getting me. Come on, Holy Spirit, teach this thing. My God, teach this thing. Oh my God. This was what was getting me. This is what was um how, this was what was hindering me. I'm going to talk about me personally because I believed and operated in some of the truths. Ooh. Ooh. I was not operating in all of the truths and because I believed and operated in some of the truths, I was assuming I was okay. Oh, my, 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 my. So often when we deal with the soul of our heart, it's like not a nothing or all. It's like some of the truths in the kingdom we'll believe in, but we will not believe in the other parts of the truth, right? So, and some 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 kingdom truths, something may be regarded to me. And some other kingdom truths, it may not be regarded to me. One of my friends, we always crack jokes and talk about um, the fact that she um, she's good at being in faith for others, but never a good at being in faith for herself. Well, how you going to encourage me in something you don't believe in living? <laughs> How you going to encourage me in something you don't believe in living? How are you going to be the light? How are you going to be the lamp? How are you going to be the living epistle and try to encourage me in something that you don't believe in? Well, for me, um, for me, when we're like that, that's because we don't have true revelation of it. We, we can mimic it. We can... Um, we can um, tell you what it says. We can we can requote it. We can regurgitate it. But we don't have if we don't live in it, we don't have true revelation. We don't. So how can you encourage me? Really encourage me in something that you don't have revelation for? Ooh, I thank you, Lord, for this this morning. So when we're dealing with when we're dealing with the soil of our heart. Um, when we're dealing with the things in our heart that are not like God, when we take the word of God, I thank you for this, Holy Spirit. When we take the word of God, what we're doing is we're amending the soil. Oh, somebody say that this morning. I'm amending my soil. Oh, my God. I'm amending my soil. Oh, I say it again. When I take the word of God, I'm amending my soil. Remember, he tells us in Romans 12, he tells us, he says, do not be conformed. Well, if he's telling me not to be conformed to the ways and the things of this world, I'm probably already conformed to the ways and the things of this world. So I've got to get the word of God inside of me where it's taking root. We learned um, in Bible study the other night, there's a process to the seed. Oh, I wasn't going to, I wasn't even planning on teaching this this morning. There's a process to the seed. Can I just give you a little bit about the process to the seed? There's a process to the seed that we must follow. And in order for us to follow the process or for us to be planted or for us to walk into the fullness of what God is calling calling us into we have to recognize first of all the things that are implanted on our heart that are not like God we got to know we need help my 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 somebody come on this morning somebody come on this morning somebody come on will you confess will you be real real i need help <laughs> i need help 
I need, I need help. I'm not perfect in this. We got to first confess the first thing out of our mouth. Lord, I need your help. <laughs> There was something I was dealing with this morning on my face. And I told him, he showed me. He said, you've been fighting this in your own strength. And you've been warring in this in your flesh. This is why this happened, right? That has something to do with one of my sons. And he said, you've been warring with this in your flesh, right? And I was like, oh my gosh. I didn't even think I was warring with it in my flesh because I wasn't talking about it. Because I'm very particular about what comes out of my mouth. Because I wasn't talking about it, I didn't, uh, I didn't think that I was warring with it in my flesh, but I was still warring with it in my flesh, right? Oh my God. Say it again. I need help. Lord, I need help. Lord, I need help. I need your help. I need your strength on this. I need some Jesus in this. Holy Spirit, I need your comfort. I need you to teach me. I need you to guide me. I need you to bring me into reality. I don't want to assume, my God, I cannot do this on my own, right? So then when we get, when we, when our soil, so our soils have always already been whatever they've been, and I'm going to give you this. So then once we get the word of God in us, what the word of God is, it begins to amend the soil. It begins to take over the soil. Now, here's the thing though. When the word of God begins to take over the soil, can I be honest? There's some seeds in there. There's some things that have been planted. My God, like rooted in bitterness. Ooh, that's why we got to do everything without murmuring and complaining. There's some seeds. There's some inroads. There's some things that have been planted in there that they're going to be resistant to come out. Ooh, come on, come on, come on. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, y'all. They're going to be resistant. Come on, my God. That's the pressure you've been feeling. That's the fight you've been feeling. That's the irritation you've been feeling. That's the, you think you, you think you've been thinking you hormonal, but it's not hormonal. It's the word of God getting down. I heard that for somebody. It's not hormonal. It's you biting and digging deeper into the word of God. And it's in conflict with your natural, right? We read a scripture. My God, I got to find that scripture again. Not too long ago that said when the disciples came in, it disrupted their system. My God. So when the word of God comes in, it disrupts your systems. Ooh! It disrupts your systems. It's, it disrupts your process. When you get revelation knowledge, it challenges you beyond your level of comfort. It challenges you. It pulls you out your zone. Oh, my, my, my. Because what it's trying to do is amend the soil of your heart. Sometimes we don't even know we harden. Sometimes we don't even know we bitter. Sometimes we don't even realize we are worrier. Sometimes we don't even realize we're the strife. Oh, we don't even recognize we're the strife. We don't even recognize we're the problem. Sometimes we don't even recognize we're the inroad. We're the issue because we've been operating it in it so long that we don't even know that that's our norm. Sometimes we don't even recognize we're the, the we're the one walking in the depression, right? We can see it on everybody else, but we cannot see it on ourselves. It's so hard, right? Um, 
I think it's 13, 1 Corinthians 13 and 9 that says we see through a glass darkly. It's, ho- it's so hard sometimes. It's so hard to see sometimes, right? It's difficult to learn. So let me explain to you. Let me explain to you what happens with, with the, the seed. Let me tell you what happens with the seed. So in the seed germination process, when you first plant the seed, water fills the seed, right? We know that the Lord, thy God, is the living water, right? So we need the water to fill the seed. Well, once, once the water fills the seed, right? Once the water fills the seed, then what happens next is there's enzymes inside the seed that begin to activate the growth. So once the living water gets in, you just find that scripture for me. Once the living water gets inside of you, it begins to activate something inside of you. It begins to point things out like this ain't it. This this ain't it. This ain't supposed to be here, right? This is not supposed to be here. This is not supposed to behave like this. You're not supposed to behave like this. This is not, this is not you. This is not This is not you. This is not how I created you. Can I tell you how he dealt with me? I was so callous. I was so brash. I was so hard. Um, I thought that was the way God had created me. Well, really, that was my response to my life. My, my, my. I was so tell it like it is. Really, that was my response to my life. That was response to the things that had happened to me. Actually, my character had been birthed out of my environment. Let me get a drink. <laughs> Let me get a drink. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Actually, my character had been birthed out of my environment. It was not born of God, but there again, there again, when I re- accept some of the spiritual truths, and not all of the spiritual truths. I'll think that it's a part of my nature. I'll think it's a part of my character. I'll think that it's just who I am. When what's born of God is bit different and beautiful. And I'm going to read something to you in just a second. So then after the seed gets the water, then after the water activates the plants grow. Come on, y'all. The seed then grows a root to access the water underground. So once I'm planted, then I grow a root that taps into the living water, the underground. So even if it's not raining, come on, y'all. Even if it's not raining, even I'm tapping into something. I'm tapping tapping into the well. Remember the woman at the well when Jesus encountered the woman at the well? And he says, he was like, give me a drink. And she was like, how are you asking me for a drink, Jew? Basically, I'm just giving it to you. And he said, if you knew who I was, <laughs> I wanted to, if you knew who I was, boo. No, I'm just paraphrasing. I'm just kidding. If you knew who I was, boo, you'd ask me for a drink. And then you know you never be thirsty again. And she was like, what kind of water is this? That I would never be thirsty again. You talking about this water would be greater than the wells? She was so in culture. She said, this water would be greater than the wells? That our father Jacob and all of them, you, you're talking about greater water than what we've experienced. 
And the Lord was like, yeah, I got something, baby, that you'll never, ever, ever be thirsty again. Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give them will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become, will become in him. Come on now. Will become in him. My God, a water springing up into everlasting life, right? Well, water springing up. So once that water is in me, a root grows. And when the root grows, can I show you something that the Holy Spirit showed me? It knows how to access the water without even being told it's got to access the water. It begins to understand and respond to the water as a life source. Come on, y'all. The Holy Spirit is teaching this morning. Then after that, the seed grows shoots that grow towards the sun. Come on now. The seed begins to grow and act like Christ. Come on now. You're the seed. You begin to grow and act like Christ. And then after you begin to grow and act like Christ, whoa, guess what's going to happen? You're going to bear much fruit. You're going to bear much fruit. Come on now. That's what the scripture tells us. You're going to bear much fruit. You're going to produce fruit. And then once you can produce that fruit, people can begin to eat off your tree. You're going to continuously tap into the water service. Well, this is what has happened to many of us, right? To many of us receiving some of the precepts of God, receiving some of the word of God, walking in some of the things of God, but not all the things of God, right? But not walking in all the seeds of God. So let's go to the parable of the sower. This is Luke, the age verse. Read it out. Okay, Lord, thank you. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to read it out the message Bible. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. One of my mentors said the rest message Bible is like the hood version of the Bible. She's so funny. So let's going to read it to you at the message. It says, as they went from town to town, a lot of people joined in and traveled along. He addressed them using this story. A farmer went out to sow his seed. Some of it fell on the road, it was tramped down, and the birds ate it. Other seed fell in the gravel. It sprouted but withered because it didn't have good roots. Ooh! Other seed fell in the weeds. The weeds grew with it and strangled it. Other seed fell in rich earth and produced a bumper crop. Are you listening? Are you really listening? His disciples asked, why did you tell the story? He said, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. There are others who need stories, but even with stories, some of them aren't going to get it. Their eyes are open, but they do not see a thing. Their ears are open, but they do not hear a thing. This story is about some of those people. The seed is the word of God. The seed on the roads are those who hear the word. Come on, y'all. My God. But no sooner do they hear it than the devil snatches it from them so that they won't believe and be saved. The seeds in the gravel are those who hear with enthusiasm. Ah, glory, 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 glory. But the enthusiasm doesn't go very deep. It's only another fad. And the moment there's trouble, it's gone. Oh, my God. And the seed that fell in the weeds, well, those are the ones who hear it. But when the seed is crowded out and nothing comes of it, ooh, as they go about their lives worrying about tomorrow, making money and having fun. But the seed in the good earth, ooh, these are the good hearts 
who sees the word and hold on no matter what, sticking with it until there's a harvest. Ooh, say that, put that in my notes. I gotta stick with it until there's a harvest. I gotta stick with it until there's a harvest. Sticking with it until there's a harvest. Now I need to read something to you because I know the Lord is dealing with us. If he just gave us the parable, so, so I got to begin to watch and look. So remember what I told you. Some parts of my life may reflect the word of God. Other parts of my life may fall into the parable of the soil, right? So when the Lord starts talking to me about healing, I may be enthusiastic. Come on, Holy Spirit. If y'all didn't see JoJo's devotional, JoJo wrote a devotional about how God gave him revelation that his healing process was a cycle, right? Every four, he told me, he said, Mama, every quarter, I'm afflicted by the same thing. The same thing keeps happening. That's a demonic cycle. That is not of God. And he decided for the next seven days to stand on the word seven times a day. And, th and then he charged everybody else. If you fight for healing, stand on the word for the next seven days for your health. Well, what the Lord began to deal with me about was stand on the word the next seven days for whatever it is that you need to break off of you, Lakeisha. If you're having anxiety, fear, or worry, be aggressive in amending your soil. Ooh, there was so much more to his devotional. Even though he was presenting his case, it was not about him. Be aggressive in amending your soil. Be aggressive in your faith for your healing. So what happens is, Somebody will talk to us about healing. We enthusiastic. Da, 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 but just like he says here, but it doesn't go very deep. It's like a fad to us. Somebody can start talking to us about being blessed. Woo, woo, I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed. Right? But, it, but there's no truth to it. Because when the truth is in it, you operate in the level of obedience that, it call, that, it's called, that, will, that is called for you to be blessed. Right. And then when because can I tell you what offense will try to do? And then when you get offended, because usually that's what happened in those spaces, something that happened to cause you to be offended so that you don't walk into the true principles of God. Oh, my God. Come on, Lynn. I got to stick with it until there's a harvest, y'all. I got to stick with it until there's a harvest. So I don't do it. And that's what Jojo and I, when we were talking about his healing, I said, Josiah, can I tell you something I've observed? As soon as you start feeling better, you let up off the word. Oh, come on now. I told him that. I said, instead, inst as soon as you start feeling better, you let up, you back up off the word, right? <laughs> back up. Back, back up off the word as soon as you start feeling better. So I challenged him. I said, this time, son, when you start feeling better, don't back up with the word. If you really want to break the cycle, ooh, you got to continue in the word until you see it doesn't return again. Ooh, 
Come on now. If you really, son, if you really want to break the cycle, if you really want this to be the day that you don't see this comeback again, if you really want the word to do the greater work, what you do is you present your case. <laughs> you stand in your truth. You plead the blood, but you don't let up off of this. My God, until you see, can I tell you something? Can I tell you that my husband quoted the word of God and stood in the word of God for his healing until he transitioned over on the other side? See, his healing didn't take place on this side. It took place on the other side. But even as he was making his transition, he was still standing in the word. He was still standing in the power of the word. So when the lady was talking to me and saying to me, if I give him this pain medicine, you know, if I give him this pain medicine, it's probably going to cause him to leave here. And I said to her, ma'am, you will not take credit for this. You will not take credit for this. Ma'am, you can't take credit for this. Your medicine, you're not going to tell me some medicine, get ready to take credit for my God, for him going home to be with his father. Ma'am, no, ma'am. No, no. You will not take credit for the, You will not cre take credit for what God can do. You're not going to be able to say, gave him the pain meds and the pain meds took him out. No, baby, he getting ready to go home and be with his Jesus. So we got to begin to recognize that we've got to continue to stay in the word. We it can't be a fad in our life. If our finances have not transformed yet, you don't plant one seed. Hallelujah. You don't tithe one time. You don't operate. You operate in the principles. You operate in the precepts for the rest of your life. My God. And even after it's manifested, you still got to tend to your soil. Somebody say that today. I still got to tend to my soil. I still got to tend to my soil. I can't afford to do it just one time. No, I got to still tend to my soil. <laughs> tend to my soil. So let me read something to you. I told you, the boys, the boys and I have been reading this book called The Believer's Authority. And last night we were reading about Satan's inroads. And this morning I had to grab this book so, so I can give you this because this is a part of us attending to our soul. This is written by Andrew Womack, right? And it's called The Believer's Authority. If you don't have it, you should get it. It's a powerful book. Oh my God. So stick with me for a second, right? It says, since we're in a spiritual battle... Okay, Lord, you can't afford to indulge in the luxury of strife. If you think that a certain amount of strife is just normal, that's the way we're supposed to live. You're wrong. God is a God of peace and we were created in his image. Genesis 1 and 27. God is a God of peace. Romans 15, 13. Romans 16 and 20. The fruit of his spirit working in our life is peace. Galatians 5 and 22. Therefore, our life should be full of peace, not strife. I'm not saying that we will ever live totally free from our strife, from every source. But you, you should never just accept it, indulge in it, or promote it. You ought to actively stand against and fight it. Recognizing that every time you get into strife, a door is open for anything that the enemy wants to do in your life. Satan has access to you when you are in strife. Ooh, 
tend to our heart. We tend into our soul, soil. We tend into the soil. We tend into the soil. We tend into the soil. We're going to become like him. We're going to walk in his image. We're going to walk into the fullness of who he called us to be. This is the only way we're going to be able to walk in our natural gifts, our spiritual gifts, our learned abilities, so God can get the glory out of his kingdom. I'm watching what he's doing through us. So it says, it says, Satan has access to you when you're in strife. I remember being drafted as a soldier in the army. During basic training, there were many situations where explosions were going off around me all the time. We'd go out on maneuvers, pass through low crawl pits with machine guns firing overhead, learning how to use grenades, practice firing in our weapons, and many other things. Over a period of six months time in training, I became accustomed to all the noise. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Over, he said, over a period of six months training, I became accustomed to all the noise. Some of us are accustomed to strife. Some, some of us are accustomed to negativity. Some of us are accustomed, come on, Holy Spirit, to gossip. Some of us are accustomed to depression. Some of us are accustomed to offense. Some of us are accustomed to it. Some of us got loose. Come on, y'all. My God, my God. He said, he said, I became accustomed to all the noise. It didn't bother me because I knew that, that we were still in our own country. It was training and nobody was trying to kill me. So I hardened myself to the noise and got to the point where the explosions just didn't mean anything. My, 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 my. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sometimes we just become accustomed to things, especially when they're the ways of the world or where everybody else is around us. Galatians 5 and 1, it was for this freedom that Christ set us free, completely liberating us. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery, which you were once removed. Moved. Come on, Lord, which you were once removed. Notice it's our Paul who tells you that if you receive circumcision as a supposed requirement of salvation, Christ will be of no benefit for you, for you will lack the faith in Christ that is necessary for salvation. Once more, I solemnly affirm to every man who receives circumcision as a supposed requirement of salvation that he is under obligation as the law. You have been severed from Christ. If you seek to be justified, declared free of guilt of sin and its penalty and placed in right standing through God with the law, with the flesh, you've fallen from grace for you have lost your grasp on God's unmerited favor. For we not relying on the law through the strength and power of the Holy Spirit by faith, my God, are waiting for the hope of righteousness. That's the completion of our salvation. My God. Okay, let me go back over here. <laughs> he said, when I arrived in Long Beach, Vietnam, we got out of our plane at two in the morning, right in the middle of a mortar attack. We literally had to low crawl from the plane to a bunker and hide in it until the attack was over. After we'd been processed a couple hours later, I remember lying down in a temporary barrack. My cot was actually bouncing up and down from the explosion. Even though I'd heard many similar noises in basic training, 
it suddenly dawned on me that this wasn't friendly fire anymore. This isn't just friendly. Strife should never be just friendly. Come on, y'all. Strife, strife should never be just friendly. He said somebody out there was shooting rockets at us. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities. We wrestle against rulers of darkness. This is no fantasy. This is real life. Woo! He said somebody out there was shooting rockets at us. And I was close enough to hear the explosions. As I lay there on the bouncing bunk, I realized I'm at war. There's an enemy who's trying to kill me. That really sobered me up. Gone. Woo! Somebody say gone. Gone was my half-hearted listening to instructions. My instructors didn't have to do anything to get my full attention. When they started the week of training, once we arrived, how to adjust to the country, what would be happening, and things like that, I was all ears. The difference was I realized that it was truly life and death. I recognized that I'm now in a battle. May the eyes of your understanding be open. May you be enlightened to the hope of who you called to be in Christ Jesus. You are not meant to live in strife. Let me give you the last little bit of this, and then we're going to do our confession. Seeds are being planted. Now, I teach on this last night. Had not read this chapter. I've not read this book in so long. I didn't even remember reading this book. And right when I get through, I'm reading this to the boy. And it confirms everything that the Lord showed me. Seeds are being planted. Whether you realize it or not, you are in a battle. Remember, Satan is walking around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The devil is trying to destroy your life today. You can become overwhelmed with that and fearful, but God is also seeking who will respond to him. He's trying to get his anointing, power, and blessings into your life. There's no reason to panic and freeze up in fear because the Lord is infinitely greater than the devil. Speak that over your life today. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I said, there is no reason. However, you do need to sober up. Be, come on now. This the word. This the word. My God, you need to sober up. Speak that. I got to sober up. I got to sober up. I got to sober up. You do need to sober up. First Peter 5 and 8. Come on now. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I got to sober up. I got to so I can't afford. I can. He said, you cannot. He said, you do need to sober up and realize that we're in a battle. You can't afford the luxury of indulging your negative emotions and getting into the flesh. I minister to people all the time who desire the results they see in my life, but aren't willing to do what I do. They want to sit and watch as the stomach turns on television. They watch R and X rated movies, indulging in negative emotions that I would never indulge in. I recognize that there is a spiritual battle going on. If I ever begin to open up and allow such things into my heart and mind, Satan would take full advantage of it. So I live a very restricted life, refraining from many things that other people do. Psalms 101 and 3. Ooh, come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Ooh, that's a, So my God, that means I got to get on the narrow path. Psalms 101 and 3. 
I will set no worthless thing before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. I will set no, you declare that. I will set no worthless thing before my eyes. Ooh, my, 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 my. I will set no worthless thing before my eyes. Although many people would like to see blind eyes and deaf ears opened and terminal diseases healed and the dead raised and financial blessings manifest the way I have by God's grace, they're not willing to spend the time yielding to and fellowshipping with the Lord in his word, prayer, and obedience. They'd rather be out in this world indulging their flesh and thinking. It's not hurting me to do all this stuff. It may not hurt them at a moment, but seeds are being planted. You can't, it's a final thought, you can't be tempted with something you do not think. Ooh, come on, y'all. My God, my God. My God, my God. Woo, hold on. You cannot be tempted with something you do not think. Hebrews 11 and 15. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Say that, speak that. I cannot be tempted by what I do not think. If you would quit opening yourself up to envy, strife, division, and all the other negative things our society uses for entertainment. Let me read that one more time. You can't be tempted by something you don't think. If you would quit opening yourself up to envy, to strife, to division, and all the other negative things our society uses for entertainment, Satan would not have inroads into your life. Woo! That's it. I'm going to pull in some more tomorrow. But I got to give you that today. My God, you cannot be tempted by what you do not think. You cannot be tempted. So as a man thinks, woo, come on, y'all. So as a man thinks, woo, my, my, my God. So as a man thinks, so as a woman thinks, is he? Come on. My God, come on now. So that's Proverbs 23 and 7. So as a man thinks, as a woman thinks, Whatever I think on, for whatever I think in it is hard, that's who I am. My God, you can eat and drink, you can say whatever you want, but whatever I think in my heart, whatever I'm thinking on is what I will become. If I'm going to imitate God, I got to begin to think like God. I got to begin to walk like God. I got to begin to meditate. I cannot be tempted on anything I think. That is why God has paused us to amend the soil through his word so that we can begin to imitate. That's where the resistance has been coming from that you've been feeling. Well, now we got to amend the soil with the word of God because most of us have been thinking any kind of way. <laughs> you thought, so we thought strife was normal. <laughs> we thought, we thought living this way was normal. My God, my God, I thank you. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. Woo! My God, let me give you Matthew 7, 13 and 14. And then we're going to round this up. My, 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 my God. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Put it in your notes today. I've got to find the narrow gate. <laughs> 
I got to find the narrow gate. Lord, show me any places that I'm on the wide path. Can I tell you if it's popular, it's probably not for you. Not if you're going to live kingdom. Not if you're going to live kingdom. If it's popular in the world, if it's working in the world, it's probably not for you. It's probably, it's probably a not for you. No, confusion is not normal. Somebody say confusion. No, chaos and confusion is not normal. Strife is not normal. Depression is not normal. There have been things that we've normalized for way too long. It's not normal. These things are not supposed to be normal in our life. And we've got to get outside what we've made normal and understand that God is trying to do a greater work and he's trying to tend to our soil and he's trying to attend to the hearts of our soil. Let's do our confessions real quick. Let's end this on a pot. Of, it was positive anyway, but let's do our confessions. Let's confess. Let's do our confessions. If you are new to the devotional, these confessions are listed on our page. They are also in our serve. They're for men and women. These are just things that we are learning to confess to put different seeds Yes, 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 Jen, yes. These are different seeds that we are planting in our heart so that it can overtake the negative things. I'm a new creature and create I'm a new create creature in Christ. All things have passed away, behold, all things are new. Second Corinthians 5:17. I've died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. Ephesians 2, 5, and 6. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. Romans 6 and 11. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. Isaiah 54 and 17. I prosper in everything I put my hand to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. Jeremiah 29 and 11. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things that he offers me. Proverbs 23 and 7. I don't speak negative things. Ephesians 4 and 29. On purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. Psalm 17 and 3. Psalms 35 and 28. I never bind a sister or brother with the words of my mouth. Matthew 18 and 18. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. Romans 15 and 2. I'm a believer, not a doubter. Romans 5 and 36. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to anger. James 1 and 19. I'm a doer of the word. I meditate on his word all day long. James 1 20. Two, Psalms 1 and 2. I will study the word of God. I will pray. 2 Timothy 2.15, Luke 18 and 1. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word, pray, minister, or praise God. But I'm alert, full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 13, Isaiah 40 and 31. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. 
Acts 20 and 35, 2 Corinthians 9 and 7, 7 and 8. I cast all my care on the Lord, for he cares for me. 1 Peter 5 and 7. I don't have a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of sound mind. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. I do not fear. I am not guilty. 1 John 4 and 18. Romans 8 and 1. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. Proverbs 27, 23, Ephesians 5, 15, and 16. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. John 8, 15, Romans 14 and 10, and 1 Corinthians 2, 15. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues. Um, the working of miracles, discerning of spirits, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing and prophecy. First Corinthians 12 and 8 and 10. I walk in the spirit all the time. Galatians 5 and 16. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust with no fear of rejection or being hurt. John 8, 36, Romans 8 and 1. I have compassion and understanding for all people. First Peter 3 and 8. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. 1 John 2 and 11, Ephesians 4 and 32. I catch the enemy and all of his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God. John 8 and 44, 2 Corinthians 2, 11, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. Work is good. I enjoy work. Ecclesiastes 5 and 19. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making the most of my time. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10, Proverbs 22, 29, Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty eight, Philippians 4 and 13. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. John 14, 26, 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants me to weigh. 1 Corinthians 9 and 27, 1 Timothy 4 and 8. Pain cannot successfully come up against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. Isaiah 53, 3 and 4. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. Mark 16, 18. I have a teachable spirit. 2 Timothy 2 and 24. I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. Romans 12 and 3. I have humbled myself and God has exalted me. 1 Peter 5 and 6. I do what I say I will do, and I get where I'm going on time. This is something I'm working on. Luke 16 and 10, the time part. 2 Peter 3 and 14. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. Proverbs 19, 2. Proverbs 21 and 5. I'm anointed for God for ministry. We all have ministry in us. Luke 4 and 18. I'm an obedient wife, and no rebellion operates in me. Ephesians 5, 22 and 24. 1 Samuel 15 and 23. My husband is wise. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. Proverbs 31, 10 and 12. Revelations 1 and 6. My God, almost there. All my children have lots of Christian friends. And God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. My children love to pray and study word, the word of God. They openly, boldly praise God. 2 Timothy 2 and 15. My children make right choices according to the word of God. Psalms 119, 130. Isaiah 54 and 13. 
All my household are blessed in their deeds. We're blessed when we come in and when we go out. Deuteronomy 20:86. And all that our owner is paid for, I owe no man anything but to love him in Christ. Romans 13 and 8. When we meditate on those, don't just say them, meditate on them. You might need to break them down into chunks throughout the day. Let them meditate. Let them tend to the soil of your heart. Let them get deep and down inside the soil of your heart so that it can begin to amend the soil and begin to change the way that you think about things. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Thank you for being with us today. You could be anywhere else, but you chose to be here with us. And for me, that says a whole lot. And for me, that means a whole lot. I'm so grateful to have you here. If you are new to the motion, welcome. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I'm Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. LMJ. And I'm so happy to have you. And I hope you come back again. Next, we're going to two important parts of our devotional. One, will you pray and ask God if he wants you to give and go give, right? Go plant a seed, partner with this ministry. You can go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, find out all the ways to give, to partner, but let the Lord deal with your heart. Tend to your heart. Father, am I supposed to give into this ministry? Father, show me what to give into this ministry. And if you begin to ask him, he'll show you. I promise you he will. My God, he's that kind of God and he loves for us to give and he loves get cheerful givers. So go over to there and you can get all our belief systems over there. You can also cash app us dollar sign LMJ ministry. Second part is if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your defining moment. Whew. This is how you get the greater work to start inside of you. This is the living water that you need to activate the seed. Whew. So just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm asking you to come into my heart and to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best as I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, you made that statement of faith, welcome to the kingdom. We are so happy to have you. We love you. God adores you. Do me a favor. Send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, so that we can send you some materials. And we would love to continue to fellowship with you and disciple you. We, we are a community of believers growing in grace. My God, learning how to apply the word of God to our life and growing in the things of Jesus Christ. Now, I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. But God loves you so much more. My God. Now, do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Someone needs to know what his love looks like. And the only way that they're going to experience it is through you. I'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Invite one of your friends. Share the devotional. Put this devotional somewhere else so somebody else can experience the love of God. Someone else needs their heart tended to as well. And we don't want to just be good and our people aren't good. My God, I love you so much. See you tomorrow. Love, peace, and blessings. Ooh, thank you, Lord God. Thank you for your revelation. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your peace. Mine. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.